T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. What's trending? All right, let's check in on the hot topics. Trending, trending, trending. All right, number one on what's trending. The Chiefs getting set to head down to Houston on Sunday, a noon kickoff. Uh, you can hear the game, of course, over on the Chiefs radio network, our sister station, 106.5 The Wolf. A little bit of update on the injury front. We're going to hear from Andy Reid coming up one hour from now right here on 610 Sports Radio. Pete Sweeney, who joined me earlier today, was uh, out of practice just a few minutes ago. They get that 10 or 15-minute uh, media look at practice. He mentioned that Patrick Mahomes was working without the wrap on his right hand. Obviously, that's a, that's a good sign, as he mentioned, the hand injury. Also, McCole Hardman, Kadarius, Tony were both working. Now, the one thing to keep an eye on, we don't know if it was just a personal absence or what, what have you, but uh, Pete Sweeney said in the m- brief media look, Chris Jones was not present. Maybe it was just... He's finishing up getting some treatment on something. Who knows? Maybe he was excused absence. We're going to have to wait till 1 o'clock to get some clarity on that from Andy Reid. But certainly, uh, you know, as we like to say on the show, Jets, something to monitor over the next hour until we get to 1 o'clock. Chris Jones not present at today's practice against the Texans. Next up on what's trending, a little carryover from the Chiefs win against the Broncos. You guys might have seen uh, the sequence there where Jerry Judy was all kinds of fired up, made contact with an official, no flag. Not kicked out of the game, nothing. It was kind of bizarre how he got away with that. Well, the NFL, of course, saw that, uh, and now fines have been handed out. Tom Pelissero of NFL Network reporting that Jerry Judy has been fined $36,291 for unsportsmanlike conduct in last week's loss. Also, $23,020 for making contact with a game official, plus another $13,261 for removing his helmet. Did not get ejected from the game, not getting suspended, uh, but uh, well north of $60,000 in fines for one Jerry Judy. I know a lot of Chiefs fans were like, how the hell do you get away with making contact with an official, not even getting a flag? I'm not saying he should have been kicked out of the game. I know that's the rule, but like, I never like, unless it's ridiculous, I never like throwing somebody out of a sporting event from a, a player standpoint. That's why in college, I like how they made targeting reviewable. And I, I, I like that setup, but... Yeah, you, the fact that he wasn't flagged for it at the time was pretty wild. Jerry Judy was losing his damn mind and then ended up uh, having a great game, his best game as a pro uh, against Kansas City. Next up on what's trending, local college basketball. Tomorrow's a great slate just in general with, with the college basketball uh, picture. I know we got NFL games tomorrow too, and I'll be honest, that'll be where my, most of my focus is at. Saturday, a couple, college, a couple NFL games, some bowl games underway, including one even right now, the Bahamas Bowl, uh, with what, UAB and Miami, Ohio. Um, but number eight KU going to host number 14 Indiana tomorrow at noon. That's at Allen Fieldhouse. The Jayhawks five and a half point favorites. K-State hosting Nebraska. That'll be six o'clock tomorrow right here on 610 Sports Radio. And then Missouri traveling to UCF 
for a early 11 a.m. tip-off. Looking forward to college basketball tomorrow. Elsewhere in what's trending, Major League Baseball, left-handed pitcher Carlos Rodon and the New York Yankees, recording to Jeff Passan in agreement on a six-year, $162 million contract. The way this offseason has gone at the top, at least, it'll be a record-breaking offseason in terms of dollars spent in Major League Baseball. Of course, that's for the, the top-end guys. If you guys remember during the whole labor negotiation stuff, the top-end guys are oh, – nobody's worried about them getting taken care of. It's just how, do the, how does the structure of the, the, the league impact guys in the middle and, of course, guys at the bottom in terms of the amount of money that's being spent. And lastly, on what's trending, uh, Tyler Lockett uh, reportedly broke his finger on the final drive of the Seahawks' loss last night to the 49ers. Pete Carroll after the game saying that he may end up missing the rest of the season. We know the Chiefs will play Seattle next week. That'll be in week 16. So it doesn't seem like they'll be worrying about Tyler Lockett as an offensive weapon in that game. Uh, but unfortunate news for Seattle, who, of course, is in the middle of a playoff push here. The vision's already out of reach. They're trying to get one of the final wild card spots uh, in the NFL. All right, that's what's trending here on Cody and Gold. Alex Gold with you. Cody out today. Uh, Jed Marshall in for Nick Schwert once again. Uh, we'll get to the random question of the day in about 35 minutes or so. And as I pointed out, 1 o'clock, Andy Reid. Also, Rob Collins from Fox 4, sports director over there, going to join us in studio in the 1 o'clock hour, as he, as he does every couple Fridays here on a Red Friday uh, in Kansas City as well. So uh, Bink's going to join me in studio just in, in a couple of minutes, and I, I want to get his perspective on this and then also something NIL-related. And, and I know he'll have some thoughts being the big college football fan that he is. He's probably, you know, he's probably right now probably watching some college bowl games, in fact. I haven't seen Bink in a little while. He was here early this morning. He was here at like 9.30. He might be watching some college bowl games. There's already bowl game season. Uh, he, he might be watching the Bahamas Bowl. If there's anybody that's, that could potentially watch every bowl game this college bowl game season, Jay Binkley's at the top of the list. I don't want to burst the bubble, but I saw Bink during the break. He was not watching the bowl game. He's not. What? Oh, he was taking shocking. advantage of some of the delicious free food that was brought in. So I saw that. Uh, have you gone down there to check it out? No, because I've been doing this show. Well, Once Binkley the, comes in, I'm going to go. Oh, you're going mid-show. I thought you, you got to go break. Well, I got to smoke cigarettes during the break. <laughs> <laughs> prioritize. The cigarette gets priority over the food? Yeah. For sure? Definitely. Okay. What's going to make me? What's going to make me less agitated, Alex? Hmm. Are we agitating you on the show today? No. Some of the things. Uh, text line's been nice to you today. No, yesterday, oh, no, no. much nicer. Yesterday, the text line got after you in a pretty big way. The text line's been, I think, cordial is, is how I would describe it. Sure. Nine one three five eight six seven six ten. I look. Someone says, "Great show, gentlemen." There you go. I don't think they were including me in that. They, gentlemen, not not not. They didn't say great show. Gold. Alex. Yeah, they said, gentlemen, <laughs> I think that's, I think that implies both of us. I think that's, I think that's, I think that's nice. We, last, that was way worse yesterday. Way, way worse yesterday. But I think, you know, part of it was deserved. I don't know if any of it was deserved. Um, I was not. Supp- Just me, because I have a me, smug, arrogant <laughs> AH doesn't mean that you need to take shots I, at me. I think some of, I was, I was not surprised by the reaction you got on the text line. If you would have told me before the show that you were going to say what you said. I didn't even say anything offensive. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm not going to even mention what you said. It's so bad. If you would have said that before the show, I would have said, oh yeah, you're going to, you're going to get some people fired up. You act like I dropped an F-bomb on the air or something. No, that would, people, that would have been better. People would have applauded you for that. And I would have been able to drop it. Open yeah, my big fat I mouth. The, I think the dump bun works. You haven't had to use it since you've been, you've been doing this show. No, I'm like 90% sure it does. Uh, someone says he sounds like Kling. With a cold. You think Jed sounds like Kling with a cold or I sound like Kling with a cold? Thank you. 
I don't know which I one like that. Josh Klingler. I, yeah, I think he does a great a job. That's a compliment. Absolutely. I don't know. Does he have a cold or just saying they're saying you have a cold and you sound like Klingler? I don't know. I don't have a cold. Uh, the one I just thing Pete Sweeney, voice. I will say the one thing <laughs> Pete Sweeney did bring to my attention, though. He So Cody sent out a tweet 13 minutes ago. We know Cody's not at work today. He sent out a tweet with a link to his latest podcast episode. Separate podcast he does for the Chiefs, right? It's called uh, It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. If you, you get it, get it. Mm, we break it down real yeah, quick. It's so, always game because day in there's Kansas a City. show called Always Sunny well, that's, in Philadelphia. That's, that's, and then, uh-huh. Yeah, that's yep. Mm-hmm. That's the link. I still don't. I don't really. Anyway, uh, Pete tagged me with just kind of like the hmm emoji. Hmm. So I don't know. I think the the listeners were right. We don't know. Maybe uh, maybe he's doing other things today. Something last minute. I, I do like the, the text line starting to call Cody Covey tap. I don't know if it was a typo, but I'm going to just assume that a Covey tap is is what we're going to go with. I was talking with Lean about that last night, and I just kept calling him COVID. Say that again? COVID. COVID. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Yep. Yes. For those that don't know, that's why Cody's not actually here today. Possibly. It possibly has nothing to do with the company party yesterday. He didn't get too drunk that he couldn't come into work today. Well, we don't know that either. I can, that I can confirm. That he didn't get too drunk? Because he, he ended up not showing up. Well, I don't mean just necessarily at the Christmas oh, party, he, just in general. You think he got drunk at home and didn't make it to the party because he got drunk at home? No, I think that he actually is sick, but I'm just saying that the two things can operate independently. He could have been sick and just been so depressed that he went home and got drunk. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's probably what happened, but I'm saying it is a possibility. So the text line, you're probably right. That is probably what happened. Uh, we'll continue keeping an eye on your text today, 913-586-7610. Uh, we, we provide some entertainment. You guys provide us plenty of entertainment sometimes on, on the text line, if we're being honest. Uh, we, we appreciate that uh, as well, especially the person that says, that's Jed. I thought maybe Nick had finally hit puberty. So Nick getting shots fired, even though he's not here. That's usually how this works. If I'm gone, shots get fired. That's kind of how this, this is kind of how that works uh, on the show. Uh <laughs> Uh, no, it's not a HIPAA thing. Uh, where's Nick? Seems like a HIPAA thing. No, he's in Germany. We've talked about it on the show. He's overseas. He's in he's in Germany currently. Anyway, let's talk some Chiefs football. Bink will be in studio here in just a minute or so. The next four weeks on the schedule, opponent-wise, very reasonable, easiest schedule, Texans, Seahawks, Broncos again, and then the last week of the season against the Las Vegas Raiders. And our friends over at Arrowhead Pride listed what they say are three things the Chiefs can improve on to increase their chances at a Super Bowl run, a deep run throughout the playoffs. I think one out of the three is way more reasonable and one that I'm not, frankly, concerned about than maybe one of the other ones. They list consistent wide receiver production as what can be fixed. I don't know about you guys. Like I, I feel good about where we're at with wide receiver production. Now, if you want to say just get wide receivers healthy, well, sure. Yeah, I, w- I would love to to get this wide receiver core back to where – You've got your healthy Juju, which you do right now, MVS, McCall Hardman, Kadarius Tony, and have the whole group together. Justin Watson, for that matter, too, who's actually been a nice little piece at times when needed with some of the injuries. Yeah, the, that's something that is important, but I feel like it's kind of already there. I feel like you are getting fairly consistent production. Now that Juju is more weeks removed from that nasty hit in concussion, this past week we started to see the Juju that we all were really excited about for that three or four week stretch prior to the Jags game. We saw the yards after the catch. We saw uh, the, the great improvising from Mahomes, Yes, but also Juju staying connected in that way to where he was able to be wide open in the back of the end zone. 
I think Juju's back to where he was. And as Pete Sweeney had mentioned earlier, the conditioning aspect of that as well. So I, I'm not worried about like the consistent wide receiver production. The next one that was listed was fixing turnovers. We've highlighted that all week. That 100%. If this team is to go on a deep Super Bowl run, turnovers have to be fixed at minimum on one area. Like the, the entire package, giveaways and takeaways. But at minimum, the giveaways have to stop. If you're going to be a team that cannot get the takeaways – well, then you damn sure cannot be throwing three interceptions. You, you, you cannot be doing that. That is something that cannot happen. So, yeah, fix the turnovers. As much as I would love for, for this team all of a sudden to be forcing two turnovers a game, it is more important, in my opinion, for not to have the random Kelsey fumble, the three Mahomes picks, uh, out of nowhere, Jarek McKinnon fumble. That is more important as Jay Binkley now joins me in studio. He's actually going to be hosting the drive this afternoon from two to six as well, getting you guys set for a full NFL and college football weekend. I was saying, Bink, I thought maybe you were uh, you were busy watching some bowl games. We already got the Bahamas Bowl going on. I know. Start at 10 a.m. How about that? No, I was uh, downstairs eating biscuits and what's gravy. The, all right, all right, real quick, real quick. What's the spread? What's the spread down there? It's bacon. So it's breakfast food? Yeah, biscuits and gravy. You sound disappointed. No, I'm actually very delighted with it. I just don't want to rub it in because you're working, you know? Yeah, I'm not, if, it was, if it was something else, I, might, I don't know if I'm going to run down there. I don't know if I want bacon right now. I don't know. But I worked during the Christmas party yesterday where you guys were having tacos. And Jed's uh, leaving to go get food right now. As I'm sure he is. He's leaving. That's He's out. typical Jed. He's out. That's typical Jed. But I was at the uh, work and where you guys were at the Christmas party. So, you know. It's all fair. That's true. Now, Taco uh, bar, last free Last night, beer. though, at the uh, talked to some people. They thought maybe you were going to stop by. They thought you were going to stop by the uh, Christmas party. I didn't know it was still going. Yeah. There are people there. till I, I was there till 630. Then I had to come back and uh, yeah, do that betting show. show. Yeah. I guess it's fair. It's fair. I had fun talking Chiefs. Let's keep talking Chiefs. In bowl thing. games, what, what is what, real quick? Yeah. What this, about the bowl this games? Week, this weekend, were you, there's a lot were of bowl you, games. We talk about posting up in a sports book. Well, I'm not going to do that. No, I know, weekend. but between the college football games, one double A semifinals, Division two finals, the bowl games, the National Football League, Kansas versus Indiana tomorrow, uh, the third place game in the World Cup. I mean, this weekend is absolutely ridiculous as far as football. Then you get the soccer. Oh, then you get the basketball. Going on. It's a ridiculous weekend. It's a great college basketball slate. I, I mentioned that uh, during What's Trending. It really is. Not just Indiana, Kansas. But if you go through, there are some big-time college basketball matchups. As big-time as they can be in uh, understanding it's December, guys. I, I get it. As big-time as basketball, college basketball can be in December, you got it this weekend. And, yeah, I mean, the bowl games aren't great bowl games. But it's still nice to have some college football once again to uh, – uh, to bet on, and I yeah, my biggest you, thing I like is NFL action on Saturday, Bink. That's what I like. Well, but yeah, the NFL games are going to be fantastic. But then, of course, I mean, if you're a one double A fan or you like watching Division Two, like moi, mm-hmm. then you get to. Enjoy. Oh, are you watching the I'm Division watch Three Montana, championship? I'm going to watch Montana State. Of you are. are you putting money on that game? South Dakota State tomorrow. I'm going to watch Ferris State tomorrow. Go in the uh, in Colorado <laughs> School of Mines. Go in Division Two game. Like it all, man. What's what's wrong, man? I get this is so many games on between the Bulls. Like real playoff football, you'd be amazed how much fun these games are. Like if you sit down and watch, like if you watch Montana State tomorrow in South Dakota State, yeah, you will see good, hard hitting football. I look, I don't deny that there's talent there. I'm not saying that there's not. When talent. you see a I running just, back from the Kansas area, so. yeah, like I, I don't deny that there's not talent. Of course there is. We've seen some guys break through. I, I, it's just hard for me to get excited about that because they're not they're not teams that I've I follow, especially when there's NFL games happening tomorrow too. Baby. Well, I know, I know, but the good ones on tomorrow night. I mean, let's face it, Buffalo, Miami. That's the that's the one we want to see. I was talking about the Chiefs, though, before you walked in, Bink, and, and what 
can and needs to be corrected in the final four games. And I was saying, I'm not worried about the wide receiver production. I, I feel great about that. You heard me talking about the turnovers right when you walked in. Uh, the other one that Arrowhead probably listed was tackling. I'm not so sure that that can be fixed in four weeks. It's it's week 15 now of the season. Like, why, why do I think that in these four weeks, suddenly the tackling is just going to get that much better? Yeah, it's hard to say. And I think tackling has just gone downhill in the National Football League since everybody's running the spread offices from high school on up. Remember, Alex, when you were in high school and when I was in high school, you know, teams ran the ball all the time. You know, you lined up in the pro set, you lined up in the eye, and you ran the football. Now it's all about spread. It's quarterbacks throwing the ball all around. And you're not, you're not tackling running backs as much. You're, you're hitting wide receivers. You're, you know, going up the quarterback. But the art of tackling, I asked Derek Johnson this question uh, back in training camp, one of his final years here in Kansas City. I was like, what's going on with tackling in this league? Because it's bad. And he was like, yeah, man, everybody's spread now in college and – is this go back to just that training camp's not the same way? You mentioned that the running the football is different. Yeah, it's more it, yeah, it's more physical in high school and college than in the NFL because the NFL is about mental. It's it's about the mental. They, they know you have the physical talent to do what you can, but I think the tackling's been a huge issue. That's why Nick Bolton has been a ray of sunshine for this football team because he's one of the most sure-handed tacklers in the National Football League. He probably be top three as far as sure tacklers in the National Football League. If he touches you, you're down. So they only see with receivers. If you can touch it, you can catch it. If he touches you, you're down. I mean, he, a few break tackles from once in a while. I get that. But for the most part, he's one of the most sure-handed tacklers for the Kansas City Chiefs. But, yeah, and turnovers, a big problem. The good news is Houston turns the ball over more than the Chiefs. <laughs> I saw that they both are like 27th or so in turnover differential, and it's amazing because the Chiefs, of course, are a 10-win football team and have a chance to win the Super Bowl, uh, and yet they've overcome these turnovers during the regular season. And, yeah, the Texans have the same turnover differential, and yet they're a one-win football team. Well, here's the teams ahead of the Chiefs as far as uh, giveaways. Indy is number one, not a good football team. Houston's number two, not a good football team. New Orleans, number three, not a good football team. Oh, who do we have at number four? Buffalo Bills. That is a good football team. Then the Rams, terrible football team. Seahawks, very mediocre football team. Then the Kansas City Chiefs as far as giveaways go. But you're right, though, the plus-minus, if you want to go that direction, the Chiefs are – uh, tied with Houston there at the, the bottom of the NFL. Only, uh, what, three teams worse than the Chiefs. Yeah, that just has to be corrected. But are you with me where it's on the turnover end? What's more important for them, though? Is it that suddenly they're just getting a bunch of takeaways? Or is it just, hey, you got to cut this eight-game-in-a-row streak of turning the ball over? Because for me, it is more, as much as I would love to get these red zone turnovers, which would certainly help the issues this defense has had in the red zone, I think it is as good as you are at offense. If this offense stops turning the ball over, I think that that solves a lot of these problems too. Oh, 100%. When you're giving them the ball back like you have and maybe could have won that Bengals game, probably would have won that Bengals game, not fumbling at the end of that game. Yes, I would rather keep the ball than the takeaways. Takeaways are great, and they do make a difference. You're like, Willie Gay's pick six. Pick six is that's exciting for everybody when that happens because it could be the difference in the game. It was actually ended up being a very important touchdown for the Chiefs, but yes, limit the giveaways. You know, I could deal with the takeaways. You want the takeaways because you should be all about getting the ball. It's why the Saints, when they won their when their world championship, when they won the Super Bowl, Breeze and Sean Payton was there, and Greg Williams, defensive coordinator, uh, the local guy, of course, the bounty gate. Yeah. But <laughs> but his defense wasn't that great, but they were great in takeaways. Like that's one thing they were doing is taking the ball away. So if you're not going to be great, you know, be good at takeaways is what they always say. That means, and you've seen it with the Chiefs. People are in there just hounding the ball, hammering. I mean, people are coming after the Chiefs. They know their propensity for turning the football over. If you notice when teams play this team, they are swatting the football. 
differently you've seen in other years. I mean, they're coming at the Chiefs from all directions, though they have an ability to turn a football over. I'm I'm intrigued. Bink came in here, guys, with a crumpled up, nope, not notepad. It's not but crumpled; it's just folded. It looks a little wrinkled up. It looks like that thing's been through. Being a little particular. Looks like that thing's been through a lot already over there. What? Well, what? it's been up and down from here all week. You know, back Wait, Wednesday with C dot, and it's been. You've used the, the same note, the same notes. This is this is your Chiefs note. What? Give me, give me some. I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated. I mean, this is scribbled all. This has got scribbles all over it. All right. Like Bink's got his game plan figured out here. All right. Number one total offense. The only team over 400 yards. Okay, it's one. Number one passing offense. The only passing offense over 300 yards. 309. Number one on third down efficiency. 51.3 percent. Number one on fourth down efficiency. The Chiefs are eight of ten going for on fourth down. That's 80 percent. By far the best in the National Football League. Number one in points per drive. And they have the most red zone touchdowns in the National Football League. And you would have people think, especially nationally, the sky's falling. There's no Tyree Kill. Yeah, yeah. They lead in almost every offensive category you can. It's unbelievable. I knew you, you had some stats. But, but the me. narrative is, in Houston, let's face it, their total offense, 32nd. They're the worst offense in the NFL. Um, 29th in total defense. So they suck both sides of the ball. They're without their leading rusher. Their leading receiver's banged up, and who knows if he's going to play. Um, they give up the uh, second most points per drive in the National Football League. They have the worst rush defense in the NFL. Yes, they got a moral victory against the Cowboys. Nice job. Ooh, is that a little shot at Sean Barber? Is that what that was? No, no, shot at Sean Barber no, in our, shot at Sean no, Barber in our, in our group no, chat? No, absolutely not. Sean Barber's been pumping up the Texans all week He's in our group chat. He's not the only one. Nationally, they're pumping up the Texans because they gave the Cowboys a run. They did. The Texans should have beat the Cowboys. Yeah, they've had a they, tough they schedule. Had the I get it. Goal. But it's a bad football team. It is a bad football team. We'll, we'll talk more Chiefs a little bit later on. We're going to hear from Andy Reid coming up in 40 minutes or so. I, I did want to get your perspective on this because – I don't think anybody's surprised with in college sports, NIL, and there's a ton of benefit with it. And I was pro NIL. I still am pro NIL. I think it's great. With that, though, there are challenges, right, that, that have to be cleaned up uh, and other problems that could come. Fran Fraschilla sent out an interesting tweet, and I saw some of the reaction. I don't get it. So here, here was his tweet. He says, I'm hearing that some talented college teams are starting to crack because of NIL payments not being made on time. NIL promises not kept or jealousy among teammates. Not a value judgment on NIL. It's just human nature, the new normal. That was a tweet from Fran Fraschilla. Um, one, I think this is, this is the byproduct of where the NCAA screwed up. They had a chance years ago to come up with their own system, and people would have accepted it then, and they would have had more control. They pushed against it. They pushed against it for so long that it is kind of wide open. I agree with that. Where, where some players are receiving, you know, Bink, six-figure deals in gifts, and there's other players that are getting nothing. Now, I would argue that's life. I, I would argue that this is actually a great life lessons for these student athletes. Yeah, drive around as big houses or small houses. It turns out someone out there is going to make more money than you, and sometimes they're going to be doing the exact same job as you, Bink. Look behind you at the cars. And, some are Mercedes, yeah, some are Lexus, some are just, not. That's just life. Some of it is more. Some of it you could argue is deserved. Some's not. Some is not deserved. Some people are doing the exact same job and making more money than the next guy. That's life. It not fair. I, so I don't. I, I'm not surprised that some players are having issues with that, but I actually think it's a good lesson for some of the for, for some of the college athletes no, out it's there. It's a great lesson. Life's not fair. But I will say this about Nil, and this was what I was worried about in the beginning when it first came out. Number one, who's taking care of you when you get all this cash coming in? Because guess what? Uncle Sam wants his money. The IRS wants their money. When you're starting to get big-time payments like this is getting, 
they want their piece. And if you go and just blow all that money, <laughs> someone's got to pay the taxes back. Guess what? Yeah, you're an adult. You still have to pay taxes. I figure that's a problem. The other problem is when you sign a deal with the company, then all of a sudden you hop in that transfer portal, then everything kind of becomes discombobulated. You have to pay them back. They're still receiving payments. It creates a whole mess. Like, you can get yourself in a world of trouble with nil if you're hopping in the portal, which good players do hop in the portal. We've seen it with quarterbacks that have nil deals that hop in the portal. So do you have to pay them back? Is that out of pocket? You paying them back? Are you paying Uncle Sam and the IRS See, their money? Because guess what? They want their money. And this is why there's a, there's multiple organizations now that have partnered up with universities individually. Yeah, you better get a lawyer. Um, well, they've, they've partnered up with, with people that have knowledge of – making sure that everything's on the up and up uh, when it comes to that. I mean, to me, the transfer thing shouldn't be all that complicated, though, with, with NIL. If I sign an NIL deal, in writing, it should say it is for, let's just say, the University of Missouri. It's not for the other – this NIL deal applies for this university. The minute you're not with this university, it becomes void, and you move on and have to get a new deal. Like, I don't know why it should be that hard to track the NIL if I transfer. Like, if I'm, How about if whatever I'm, I'm at? If I'm given a brand-new car and I go to K-State or KU – and I transfer from K-State or KU, well then, yeah, obviously that car's not mine anymore. I mean, I don't know why this is so difficult. Have it in writing. This deal applies to while I'm at that school. If I transfer, unless that company still wants to sponsor me at the new school, uh, essentially sponsor me, then then that's it. It's easy with the vehicle when you think of transfer because you go back, you turn the keys in, you walk away. But getting money and financial payments. Yeah, but cut the payments. The payment should cut off. I'm just saying. Payments should cut off if I transfer well, until I get you, something new. You're going to see more and more companies start going after athletes because of this. They didn't fulfill their bargain. They didn't do the three appearances uh, a month they were well, supposed then to the do. Harsh lesson. I mean, I think I, then, but you're going to you know. see it though. But you're going to see it. This is what this is the stuff that's going to happen. I mean, Pandora's box was just opened, and wait till the IRS sinks their teeth in. Well, that's already happened. I mean, people well, last year were having to pay taxes. Well, on I it. just just wait till the federal government gets a hold of tax money from nil because they are interested. Well, they're. It's. I mean, I think that gets blown out of proportion because as long as the companies that are operating this now that are partnered with universities are involved and it's not just one-on-one deals being made, then that's all going to be tracked bank. And they're going to have to make sure that they, like anybody else report the income. Now you're saying that the players may not know how to not, not know. I'm to just do saying that. you're getting money that, from all over the place and yeah, it gets confusing at times, but that's, and that's what I, that's why you have, what's the one, uh, what's it called? Is it open, not open door. One of these, one of the platforms, there's some, a couple companies that do this and partner up with universities um, that, that are yeah. able to, uh, I think, organize this. For yeah, a lot players. of people have this. I remember talking to Jordy Nielsen when, when Neil was first coming out. We, he was going in. He was doing something at K-State. And, you know, we do K-State stuff here. And and we were talking about Neil. He's like, yeah, he plans to talk to the team, you know, about the some of the pitfalls you can find. I mean, some of the pitfalls of getting money thrown at you and what it can do. Because, yeah, there are responsibilities. And we haven't seen the, the thing with the transfer pool yet, but I'm sure it's out there. Hey, man, you agreed to this, or hey, you didn't live up to three appearances a week, or you didn't put this on social media twice a week like we we had, mm-hmm. and come back, and you'll see lawsuits, a lot of lawsuits going on between companies and players or former players because of just that, the monitoring. Yeah. You, you know how it is, you know, being what you do. I mean, you got to fulfill certain ends. You get the, you know, if it's social media or it's mentions on the air, whatever it is. Sure. Same thing with these guys. Yeah, this, is, this it, is also why we'll see st- this is – why the NCAA named a new president, uh, and it happens to be a, a former governor, current yeah. governor, because they're going to have to be dealing with Congress to try to get some stuff sure. really set in stone when it comes to NIL. Uh, Jay Binkley hanging out with me here uh, for a little bit in the noon hour. Up next, do want to get real quick into 
what I thought was a dead story involving KU and Missouri, but it's starting to heat back up again next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Cody and Gold on a red Friday. Alex Gold, Jed Marshall with you. Coming up at 1 o'clock, we head out to Arrowhead. We'll hear from Andy Reid. And now uh, even more reason to listen to Andy because I think we all want to know what's going on perhaps with Chris Jones. Pete Sweeney, who was out at the media portion of practice, uh, mentioning that Chris Jones was not present. Now, that could mean, again, late arrival. could mean he was excused absence. We don't know the reason for that yet. But uh, we'll hear from Andy at 1 o'clock. Uh, the good news is that Kadarius, Tony, McCall Hardman were out on the practice field and practicing. So we'll do that. Rob Collins from Fox 4 going to be in studio in the 1 o'clock hour. We'll talk some Chiefs football with him. We'll get our NFL picks for the weekend. We'll do a little uh, snitch line or what's your fantasy. And we will get some more on the Royal Stadium project. I want to get his perspective on that as well. Thanks to Bink for stopping in studio as well. I thought the the conversation between KU and MU in the bowl game and the ducking or not ducking of the Liberty Bowl, I thought all that was done. Did you guys not think that was done? I, I knew that there was always going to be the trash talk back and forth about Missouri maybe ducking KU, and I think they did. Um, but I thought it was done for the time being until – the bull director for the Liberty Bowl went on a radio station in Arkansas and said this. We, we stood tall for the Razorbacks from day one because, as you know, at the end with Missouri happened to beat the Razorbacks in the last game, they wanted to come, no matter what all that baloney was about not wanting to play Kansas. And, and we had some choices in the Big 12 side, too. You know, we could have taken Baylor or uh, Oklahoma State, some pretty good team. He called it baloney. And if you just listen to that, you're thinking he's saying that Brett McMurphy's reporting that Missouri didn't want to play KU, that he's saying that that reporting is baloney, right? That's how I think everybody took it. And then you had Brett McMurphy go on with the drive a couple days ago, and here's his reaction to that audio clip. He also told me multiple bowl officials told him Missouri did not want to play Kansas. What I reported originally was that Missouri did not want to play Kansas in a bowl game. I did not say they did not want to play in the Liberty Bowl. I said they. I said a Liberty Bowl was an opportunity for the schools to play because of the bowl tie-ins. They could have also played in the Texas Bowl. 
They could have also played in the Sugar Bowl. What I reported was Missouri officials were telling bowl officials and people within the SEC who then relays that information to the bowl officials, we do not want to play Kansas in a bowl game. And so that's what I reported. Again, all I can tell you is I just talked to him. He said what you reported was accurate. I shouldn't have said baloney. I should have said brouhaha. What others have reported after I reported it, it said Missouri is scared to play Kansas and all these different things. I never reported that. I said, and I think when I told you guys, I actually understand why Missouri would not want to play Kansas. In their viewpoint, they have nothing to gain. That doesn't mean you're scared. And the example I used was A&M in Texas. And Steve Earhart told me an example of they had A&M one year. And they were told by the league office, A&M in Texas will not play in a bowl game, so don't try to pair them up. He said this was the same situation. So now we're back to this, where you've got Brackman Murphy, initial report, then the outrage around it, then the bowl director going on in Arkansas, trying to promote Arkansas, Kansas, and Liberty Bowl, calling it baloney. And then you heard Brett McMurphy said he talked to the bowl director who said, I should have said brouhaha, which is, I don't know why that word makes that makes me laugh. I don't know the last time I ever heard anybody say brouhaha. Jed said it was like 12 years ago. The last time he said brouhaha, I, I don't know if I've ever actually really said, I've said brouhaha more today on the show than I ever have in my entire life combined. I can confirm that. I'm far older than you, so that's probably far why it's Far older? A, oh, yeah. Far older? Oh, yeah. How old are, you? are you Cody's age? I'm older than Cody, too. 39. And Cody's 45 years old. Cody's not 45. He's, Cody's like 26. He's up to 45. No, he's, he's definitely not that either. How old do you think I am? We haven't worked together all that much. 31. Uh, yeah, you're correct. Because you've told me before. No, no. For now. That's how I knew that I was far older than you. My answer will be different in a, in, in a little while. But as far as the back and forth, I, I agree with the notion that Missouri would have everything to lose in that bowl game and nothing to gain. Don't dispute that whatsoever. Um, what, of course, has made it interesting is we all know the big knock on KU for 12 years was that they weren't willing to play Missouri, and they were criticized for that. So then there was the opportunity to play them, and I don't think Brett McMurphy's just making this up, guys. I, I understand if you hear the Liberty Bull director say that, you say, ah, we got gotcha. you. See? And Eli Drinkowitz quote-tweeted it. Like, basically, like, see? We, didn't, we weren't ducking KU. But why you think Brett McMurphy's lying about his conversation with the bull director? And if you do, I'll tell you this. I believe the drive's going to have the bull director on their show Monday. Right? So you'll hear it from him directly. Get his, if, you, if you think Brett McMurphy, some reason, is making it up, which, by the way, I, I think is laughable when anybody ever says that, as if Brett McMurphy, just for the hell of it, just wants to make stuff up. The guy's been covering college sports for 30-plus years. Isn't that how you get really reliable sources yeah, by just yeah. making things right, up? Right, exactly. So I, I, I push back on that notion. I still believe Brett McMurphy's original reporting. I do think uh, if you're Missouri, of course you're never going to admit to the report. You can't admit it. You can't, you can't admit that. Nobody's gonna, from Missouri's ever going to admit that, whether it's true or not. They can't. That would be ridiculous. And also, remember where the bull director was doing that interview. And he did use the wrong word then. But remember where he was. He was in Arkansas. Who's in the Liberty Bowl? KU in Arkansas. His job is to what? Promote the bowl game. Hype up the fan bases so that they travel to Memphis and spend money, buy tickets. That's what the Liberty Bowl executive director is. So, of course, the Liberty Bowl executive uh, director 
wasn't going to go on a radio station in Arkansas and say, yeah, we really wanted Missouri. They just point blank said they don't want to play Kansas. And uh, I guess we're happy with Arkansas. Like that doesn't happen. No, nobody has a bull matchup and then claims, oh, we prefer different matchup, but this is what we're left with. That would be terrible business. Nobody hires a football coach, even if they were the third choice and says, yeah, there were two other guys we offered the job to, but man, this guy's pretty good too. No, they always act like what? That he was the guy we were looking for the whole time, and this is who we wanted, even if the reports were out there that so-and-so turned them down. As we know how it works in college football coaching searches, nobody gets offered the job unless they take it, right? That's kind of like how it's, how it's understood. You weren't really offered the job unless we know you're going to accept the job. And that's usually how it operates. I view it the same way for the bowl game. He's not going to come out, the bowl director, and say uh, that – we preferred a different a team, even if they did. So Monday, be listening. For those of you who are still doubting it, listen on Monday to the drive and hear from the bull director uh, himself. But I thought we were done with that, but that's that came back up after that interview down in Arkansas. All right, let's get to the random question of the day. Random question. 913-586-7610. 913-586-7610. Maybe Jed has an answer for this. I know some somebody out there can help me with this. Uh, I am driving to Emporia tonight, which is only like 90 minutes away. I'm driving to Emporia tonight. Um, my sister's got a graduation event there. And obviously, at some point, I'm going to want some food. Okay? I'm going to want some food. And I've driven through Emporia before, and I think I've stopped maybe to get gas. And that's about it. I have spent uh, very little time in Emporia. There's got to be somebody that's either from there, somebody that's listening in Emporia, Somebody that know, where, where, where's the restaurant? What's the restaurant? Uh, I won't even say restaurant scene, uh, but what, what's, what's the, the restaurant plan there? Have you been to Emporia, Jed? I was in Emporia fairly recently. We went down to Oklahoma City to uh, celebrate my aunt's 80th birthday party. So me and the fiance stopped in Emporia. I told the story about how when I, I've been to Emporia twice now. Okay. I went uh, once as a junior in high school to go see the girls' state Finals because we were able oh, to get yeah. out of school. Sure, I think so, our high school did something similar. For yeah, yeah, so yeah, we yeah. went to uh, our friends' uh, grandparents lived in Emporia. They told us to go to Rebels, which is the grocery store there. We went to the Bad Rebels, which is across. Wait, the there's street. a there's a good grocery store and a bad grocery yeah, store, but they're both Rebels. Okay. And we went to the bad one, which is across the street from the good Rebels. And then when we were there most recently, everybody's told me about Brahms. I had never okay. had Brahms. So, so yes. I, I have heard of Brahms. I lived in Wichita, so I've okay. had Brahms before. There was, there's Brahms in Wichita, um, and so it's been a long time since I, I guess I was in Wichita last in 2014, 2015. We stopped and got Brahms, and yeah. everybody mentioned that it was so good, and yeah. I'm really looking forward to this hamburger. It was not that good. The fries so, were good, and I had a delicious iced tea, but the hamburger, eh. So full disclosure, I, I heard the same about Brahms, and I had only had the ice cream there. I yeah, apparently had, you're supposed to I, get the ice cream or yeah. take a shake, and you split the shake on the way. I don't know, but I apparently messed it up, man. So I have not had their actual food food. I, I like, You know, I haven't had a burger and fries. I've had just the ice cream there, and the ice cream was good. Okay, so maybe if we want the fast food option, multiple people uh, on the text line saying – Brahms as well. I will other- say, don't don't get a burger. Get the chicken strips because it comes with like a homemade gravy, which was very good. I don't know. I I that's what the fiance got. I thought that was probably a better option than my hamburger. Okay, a lot of people are suggesting a brewery. Uh, let's see, 
radius, something called ra- somewhere called radius brewing. I, that might be the most popular answer that I'm seeing. Someone says radius if you want a brewery or pizza. Doobies if you want a local spot. What is this burger place? Are you staying overnight? No, 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 no. This is a quick trip. This is a after this show, run home, change, get everybody in the car, drive to Emporia, maybe grab something before the ceremony or after and drive back. This is a. This How is long a, is this event going to take? I mean, I've been to a graduation uh, before, so but like I, an hour. So I don't know. This is it's a graduate school graduation. Oh, so fancy. it's so it's well, no, meaning that meaning that it's not going to be it's not a, the full school graduation, sure, right? Sure. So it's it's going to be very quick. I hope, <laughs> please, please be only an hour. That's kind of what I'm hoping. So you're spending, I, I get it's family, so it's blood, and you obviously, mm-hmm. I would assume, love your sister and yeah. care about her and are proud of her. But so you're driving 90 minutes. Three-hour round trip. To spend, yeah. An hour probably. Maybe. At the graduation. And then 90 minutes back. Yeah. It's a good brother. Well, that's, I mean, that's, we, they would have, she would have done the same. She did do the same, as a matter of fact. I think she was at my graduation. I like how you don't even remember. So she may or may not have done the same. I can't remember. But you graduated from Lawrence. It wouldn't have been. I know, but I don't know what she was. Di- I don't know what was going on. She like she's graduated from undergrad before at a different school. Why don't you just tell her that you were there? She won't remember if you don't remember. Because I'm driving my parents to the, oh, the graduate. They, so they don't. So they don't have to drive to uh, to Emporia at night and stuff by themselves. So I'm I'm driving them. That's You're part just of the a good all around family member. I, good I, I am, son. Man. Good you know? brother. Wow. I wouldn't do any of this stuff. Let's see. Someone else says. Billy Sims Barbecue. I think they had that in Wichita too. I'll be honest. And I'm they sure, had that and, in Kansas and, City, and it was short lived. And I'm look, and I, I'm sure it's good. But I'll be honest, like barbecue will be the one item that I'm definitely not going to try to have if I go to Emporia. And I'm not even saying that there's not good barbecue there. It's just that I live, I live within 15 minutes of all the barbecue I could possibly want. I'm not going to go there and get barbecue. Why, why would I go there and get barbecue? I'm probably honestly, it's probably going to end up being fast food because we're doing a dinner thing tomorrow night. That's going to be nicer. Tonight is probably going to be a quick grab and go type of thing. So maybe Brahms is in the cards. Maybe, maybe, maybe Brahms is in the cards. What else do we have here? Random question today. As I said, I'm driving to Emporia tonight. So try to find out people that know some places to eat there. Radius Brewing Company again, a lot of Brahms. What's another one? What's, Go to coaches. What's this place here? Chipotle. Chipotle. <laughs> Chipotle. I see. You do that's, ha- that's right up your street. I, you know what? I if you told if that's all they had, I would go for it, man. I would go for it, but I, I don't know if that'll be where we end up going. Someone says, uh, "My wife is from Emporia. I frequent there often. If you want a decent sports bar, Bruffs. If you want Mexican food, La Carreta. Radius is good brewery, brewery and pizza. Okay." I don't think people have been paying attention when suggesting breweries, hearing that you're driving yeah. there and, and back. Yeah, that's yeah. why I asked if you were no, staying overnight, because if you wanted to have a libation, maybe some of these breweries would be a better spot. But yeah, yeah. I like how somebody wants a report on Mondays. I'll let you know wherever I stop. Right now, I would guess, and again, this is not going to be my decision. I'm going to be with other people, so it's not like I. Get, it's not just me where I can go wherever. My guess is. It's gonna be a quick fast food grab and eat it on the drive back home. Because I, my guess is after the ceremony we're gonna want to just leave Emporia just so we can get home earlier, so we're not there as late. So yeah, I, I, these other ones are good though. It's good. It's good to do. It's good to know, I should say. Uh, a lot of people thinking that Jed's familiar with Doobies. Not the restaurant, but yes, I am familiar with Doobies of other nature. <laughs> I, I, I figured as much. I I was wondering if you. If you had frequented that place. No, I haven't been there, but I always do think it's fun when people try and implicate that I smoke marijuana. Yeah, it's actually not a laughing matter. I shouldn't be laughing. No, it's, no. that's an illegal narcotic. You would, you would not. 
Jed would never, never, would never do that. No. Never would do that. Someone, then why are you, someone says, then why are you asking? No, I asked for where can I eat. You're, I have no problem with the suggestions. Uh, it's, I was just, we just now explain what, what the uh, timeline is. That's all. Yeah, one of the world's last Long John Silvers, someone says. Well, man, I got... Have you ever actually had Long John Silvers? Absolutely, man. L6, two chicken planks. I've never had it. Oh, yeah, man, the L6. Man, I should have stopped there. I'm not a a seafood guy, so that's why I get the chicken planks. You don't like seafood? No, so I I love shrimp. I can't have shrimp anymore. We've talked about this on the show before. I I love shrimp, can't have it anymore. Uh, Shellfish allergy all of a sudden about four years ago, out of nowhere. It really upset me because I love shrimp, and now I can't have it. So now there's no seafood in my life because that was the only seafood that I liked. Poor Alex. That's it, man. We're just being honest. Anyway, that's the random question. Uh, random question of, of the day. Uh, coming up in 10 minutes, we'll head out to Arrowhead and you'll hear uh, from Andy Reid. Also, Rob Collins from Fox 4 will be in studio. Uh, and since I'm the only one doing the show today and I can't quickly tell Jed this, uh, if you want to tell Rob to let Rob in, uh, that would be very helpful. He did text me. Yeah, if you want to do that. Thank you. I appreciate that. While we're waiting for that, and we'll, we'll get a break in here in just a, a little bit. Um, if it feels like in the NFL that we've had a bunch of you know comebacks this season, well, the, the answer is we, we have. In fact, a ridiculous amount. Now, last night, we didn't quite get it. 49ers allowed the Seahawks to get back within a possession. We'll talk more about Brock Purdy maybe in the 1 o'clock hour. But Warren Sharp put this out. Heading into even this week of football, did you know we've had 45 45- wins when that team was losing entering the fourth quarter that's nuts 45 wins this year despite trailing through three quarters the most since 2011 the second most since 1990 last year there were only 26 of them 2020 there were 30 2019 29 2018 33 and in 2017 there were 27 so by far 45 is the most we've seen teams come back and win when trailing Entering the fourth quarter, what what's the reason for that? It's created some fun drama. It's maybe caused you to lose a few bets. Maybe you've won some bets because of it. But what's the reason for it? I I, I think a lot of it has to do with quarterback play, right? Some is, is some of it is coaches taking their foot off the gas. Something we always talk about. I think that's played a role there. Um, but a lot of it is quarterback play. We know we're in an era where we've got so many talented quarterbacks playing at once. Not just on the AFC side, but look look on each side. You've got Joe Burrow and Allen and Mahomes and Tua to, for, for that for that matter. Now on the AFC, Justin Herbert on the NFC side, we know you got Jalen Hurts, who was not part of this conversation. We would not have thrown Jalen Hurts' name out a year ago as one of those really special quarterbacks, but now he's the favorite to win the MVP this year. So I, I think the talent level of quarterbacks has also played a huge role in why we've seen these kind of comebacks. It's just kind of kind of wild. I don't know, like next year, does it just go back? Is this the outlier? Right now, this year is showing up as the biggest outlier. Again, 45 wins this year, despite trailing through three quarters, the most since uh, 2011, second most since 1990. Is it bad coaching across the league? Is it coaches just not willing to continue to, to fin- finish the job? I-, I wonder if it's something... Something like that in particular. All right, coming up next, we're going to head out to Arrowhead and hear from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, also Rob Collins from Fox 4 in studio. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.